Good afternoon, TechConnects. This is Ryan Ellis, your membership director, and we are proud to bring another one of our member spotlights to you this afternoon. This afternoon, Kelly and I have uh, the great privilege of speaking to two amazing people, um, Christine Holmes and Greg Swift of lawyersinhouse.com. Welcome to the member spotlight today. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Kelly. That's right. Great to be here. Um, we're going to jump into the questions, and I'll ask my uh, amazing co-partner at work, uh, Kelly Phillips, to um, you know start off some of the questions that we have for you today. Excellent. So, welcome, Christine. Welcome, Greg. We might as well start with who are Christine and Greg. So, tell us about yourself. So, maybe Christine, we're going to start with yourself. Tell us about yourself. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Kelly. And thanks again for this opportunity. We're excited and uh, always a pleasure to be with the, the Text Connect family and, and community um, and be a part of it. So Christine Holmes, I'm the CEO and founder of lawyersinhouse.com and a, a lawyer by trade and uh, formerly in-house at Cineplex and PepsiCo um, and then wanted to change the legal industry and the way it is for people dealing with the legal industry. So uh, founded lawyersinhouse.com, a, a virtual law firm. So I'd say that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Excellent. And Greg, we'll turn it over to you, your, your partner in crime there. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Great to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm the CEO at uh, lawyersinhouse.com. Uh, I guess I've spent the majority of my career in the technology space, so kind of split 50% in large enterprise. So I, I ran Eastern Canada for Oracle on the services side of the business and then ran uh, Ontario for SAP commercial license before getting into the entrepreneurial space and uh, being part of a number of startups and scale-ups and uh, and really, uh, again, in the in the tech space, which I enjoyed with AI, machine learning, and some of the uh, more leading edge technology. And I've had the great fortune of working with Christine and her team now for about a year, I guess. Uh, she's done a great job scaling at the company. Uh, I've come in to help with uh, the operations and sales and marketing aspect. Excellent. Awesome. So. The focus of Member Spotlight is on the great work that you both do and your team. And uh, tell us a little bit more about lawyers in the house. And I, I'm going to, I love this word. How are you disrupting, um, you know, the legal uh, profession as a whole? Well, let's face it, Ryan, you don't have to do much. <laughs> it's disruptive in this industry. It's, it's, uh, it's got a long way to go, but uh, my, my 20 years in the industry, people often say what was the inspiration for lawyers in house. And I always say frustration. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I watched for decades, you know, great people internally lead the industry. Uh, lots of women, lots of women who have kids, lots of people um, who, you know, might be a different color or LGBTQ plus community. Um, it's a really tough community to survive in and a profession to thrive in with a, a balanced life. And if you don't fit, you know, kind of the tiny little box. Um, but then the flip side of that was I, you know, there wasn't a lot of great customer service, I didn't think. Um, I find that the large firms have they're a little bit insular. I think it's too many lawyers surrounded by too many lawyers for too long. Um, and the ability to understand and communicate like a human seems to be 
uh, a little lacking. And so that's what, um, what we're trying to change. So basically it's the experience for people working within the legal industry and the experience of people working with the legal industry. And we really wanna be that accessible um, company so we can be a, a, a partner um, to, to businesses, small and large. We work with large enterprise and we work with you know, solopreneurs um, and everything in between. And we do try to traditionally, we do try to target traditionally underrepresented groups, female entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs, um, we have a strategic partnership with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind to help visually impaired uh, entrepreneurs and business owners um, and have a visually impaired uh, lawyer working with us. So again, just trying to change, we say we're trying to change the face of the legal industry, literally and figuratively, um, and just make it more accessible and, and provide really solid legal services, whether you're Walmart or BMO, um, or whether you're, you know, one person trying to trying to put a business together and break down some socioeconomic barriers that that you've been faced with in life. I guess maybe um, maybe part two of this question, and I threw disruption. Um, we have another great member who is kind of disrupting his uh, community, and that's the real estate market with Brian Bell of Insight. Um, virtual law firms. Is this going to become more, I guess, evident as the years, you know, go on? Are we going to see more lawyers in house.coms popping up as, you know, as you said, like getting fed up with corporate, the culture's not right, how their business practices aren't right, the way they treat people. And right now, everybody's talking about the great attrition. Are we going to see more of uh, more virtual law firms popping up within North America and around the world, because I know with Brian Bell and Insight, I can't wait to get his interview because he, they, I know he's going to be blowing up the real estate market with some of the stuff that he's been talking about. So, you know, what's the, what's the future hold for virtual law firms? Well, it's a great question, Ryan, and I, my, my hope would be that it would be the way forward and in the future. Um, I suspect we won't be as quick <laughs> as any other industry existing in the world today. Um, and I say that with all due respect to my industry, but I just, you know, it's, it's by nature a backward looking industry, right? We look at precedents, we look at previous decisions, we look at things that were written before. And I think that that has inhibited us from being um, innovative and, and forward thinking um, as, a, as a profession. So I'd like to think it's the way forward. I'd like to think there's more lawyers who want to work this way. Um, in reality, it's also a highly, highly competitive uh, profession um, with highly competitive people. And I had an interesting conversation with one member of the Ontario Bar who said to me, you know, what do you think is going to happen at the major firms, at the large firms, if someone decides they're going to go in five days a week? So if you're the person who is going to work remote or is going to re work remote a day or so a week, where is that going to lead your career path towards anyone else? And, and my concern, not my concern, but my, what dampens my optimism is that I think there's a lot of that personality and pressure um, that, that could prevent us to grow as quickly, not us, not lawyers in house, but us as an industry mm -hmm. um, to revolutionize, revo revolutionize as quickly as I think we could 
um, and, and we should. And with a lot of the changes that's happened in COVID, there's no reason why it shouldn't be um, a, a, a complete change globally. Um, kind of going on that, and you've answered this a little, a little bit as you've gone along, but what makes lawyersinhouse.com different? Um, well, I'll take a stab and then Greg, why don't you, you take a stab at what you think is, is different. For, for me, what I'm, what I'm hoping <laughs> is, is different internally is that it's a truly collaborative, flexible workspace. Um, so for our lawyers, they can say, you know, I've got small kids or, you know, I've got aging parents I'm taking care of. I want to work 10 hours a week and, and, and we try to make that happen. So we provide you that flexible workspace and you could do that and still work with, you know, law laws or, you know, whatever, you know, so you can do great law or, or small businesses or and, and, and really interesting startup scale ups. Um, so we give you great work that you want to do, but kind of on your own terms. Um, so that's what I hope we do internally and externally. I hope we, we feel like a, a different experience. We feel like people who actually want to get to know you and get to know your business and understand what your, your risks are and what your risk tolerance is. So we can provide all of that legal guidance and knowledge as a true partner would at the table um, and, and trying to further, further your business. So that's, that's what we're trying to create. And I don't, my experience, there's not a lot of that out there. So I think that that makes us different. And all of our lawyers are former in-house lawyers, which means they've been employees at companies. Um, so you have to have experience outside of working in a law firm to work with us. And again, that's just perspective. That's just understanding business. So, you know, it's, it's great when a lawyer says, you know, here's what we need to argue for, or this is the least risk averse way to do something. Um, but that's not that that's a tiny portion of the picture that a business needs the business is saying I want to get the deal done, you know, this is a great prospect this is great revenue. Um, you know, so so help me, you know, help me understand what I can live with and what I can't live with um, what I'm really risking and what I'm not risking so I can get the deal done. And I think you need a business minded lawyer to, to do that. So that's what I would say, Greg, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. I mean, I had a great synopsis. I would add a few things. And I mean, I think, Kelly, we're in the fortunate position. You know, I've spent the majority of my career in sales and marketing, and, and I haven't been, you know, in the in the legal industry for 20 plus years. So to me, I've always said it's, it's easy for us to be our own cheerleaders. But, you know, really what's important is the feedback. And the feedback that I receive, number one, from our lawyers, where we've had some situations and we've worked through things with our lawyers. I said, wow, you, you walk the walk, you know, you don't just talk the talk, the, the talk. It's, this is very different to our experience in, in working in, with any other firm previously. And then I think as Christine mentioned, the feedback we get all of the time, especially with our scaling clients is how refreshing the model is. And, you know, so to me, it's all of this external, uh, you know, feedback as well as from our legal team that, that, really solidifies it. I, I, you know, I don't think we are different. I, I know we are different. And the other piece is, is, as Christine noted, you know, the overused word over the last year is, is having to pivot. And for us, all it did was validate our model. Because if you look at, you know, COVID, and I remember just prior to COVID, Christine was working with, a, trying to work with a couple of large firms, and they really couldn't understand that you could have someone part of their team and not be within their four walls. And all of a sudden, you know, March of, of 2020, that dissipated very quickly. 
And then with, you know, the social changes that we've seen over the last year, you know, Christine's model was based on equity, diversity, and inclusion. You know, majority of our team is female. The majority of our team comes from the Black, Indigenous, people of color, as well as LGBTQS uh, areas. And, you know, so that's that's what the business is built on. So we haven't pivoted. We've only grown. And, uh, and, and we're fortunate because we're seeing a lot of progressive companies, you know, both some of the largest companies in Canada and, you know, down on the solopreneur level that want to work with like-minded companies that are reflective of society and the societal values, I think, that we want to uh, want to drive forward. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a really uh, positive experience for me to get that feedback over the last year as part of this organization. Uh, no, that's great because you you're seeing a lot of businesses change that way and move towards that model. So it is great to see, and it is great to see that you are already on that path. So you didn't have to, as you're, you're saying, pivot and, and change. So you guys have been members for a short period of time, but within that short period of time, you guys have grown. Um, I, I think you've added on a few new lawyers, um, you know, to the family. So I guess my question we're at the tail end of 2021, but what are your goals for the rest of the year and for 2022 for lawyersandhouse.com? Yeah, just to continue to grow. I mean, this is, I just feel that there's so many businesses out there who really need um, solid practical business advice that they can afford. Um, and I know there's a lot of lawyers out there that need a better way to work and live and, and not only just thrive, but survive. Um, and this isn't a Ontario problem. This isn't a Canadian problem. Uh, it's not a North American problem. I mean, this is a, this is a global problem about, and, and, and you, you were speaking about the attrition that we've seen in the workplace and, and where is that, that going to lead? I mean, I'm hoping and, and that's where I get hopeful about not only my industry, but, but all industries is that we will learn from this and, and not go back to where they were, where we were, but create a new normal, create a new reality. Um, and and I, I just think there's so much room for growth. So we have lawyers in the US, um, we're adding more all the time. We have two UK called lawyers. We have an EU called lawyer. Um, I'm in talks with an Australian lawyer, um, and and I just think there's there's so much room for that. Um, so the goal is, um, as I always say, global domination. Ryan, I like the sounds of that. I think the one thing we've been fortunate with Ryan is, you know, Christine's, you know, through her leadership has driven double digit growth, you know, quarter in quarter out over the last eight quarters. But I think also we want to grow responsibly, you know, for our lawyers and, and for our clients. And I think one of the things that Christine prides, you know, herself most with lawyersandhouse.com is the quality of our team. And, you know, I remember she spoke with another kind of fractional services, uh, professional services provider said, well, you know, what about quality? How do you do quality assurance? And they're like, well, if we get bad, you know, negative feedback, uh, you know, we, we'll deal with it uh, after the fact. And, you know, we had the discussion and I mean, you can't, you know, there's it's business, it's life. There's always going to be some challenges, but we want to do that up front. And Christine's very selective with the folks that she brings on to the team and, uh, we do that quality assurance up front and uh, it's, it's paid back in spades with the, the team that we have and, uh, and the client uh, feedback and referral. I mean, 
most of our business comes through referrals and that's, that's the best validation of your business. Very true. When it's one thing um, mentioned is the, you know, quality, good people equals good, good product. And last couple of weeks, Kelly and I, Kelly and I can attest to like, there's some companies that are growing, but it's going to be at what cost. And, you know, when they're hiring large quantities of people week over week, how are the people going to be trained? Q and A is going to be an issue. So, um, you know, I think slow growth, doing it right, it's going to, it's about the longevity of a business and instead of just fitting people in for the time, because there could be another crash and then another big set of layoffs and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I do like your approach, uh, you know, more organic and, um, yeah, finding the right people and, um, you know, kudos to you guys for, uh, you know, incorporating that. And, and one thing I would say, Ryan, to that is I don't know how else you can protect your culture. You know, we are a values-based organization and it isn't just a matter of, oh, we need another securities lawyer licensed in BC, you know, let's find a, a, a good one or make sure we have a good one. Um, first and foremost, it's, is it someone who's, who shares our value system and is committed to equality, um, diversity and inclusion and doing things differently and believes and sees themselves as a partner to the business um, and, and is going to be is going to be excited and engaged about that and that and we we will we'll turn lawyers and and clients away um, if we one if we don't feel we have the right fit two if we don't feel you know there are people it's shocking I'm sure to hear this but there are people who don't like lawyers and don't like dealing with the legal industry I'm sure this is news this will be breaking news across your website for people to hear you know and we understand that and if you've had bad experiences we want to change those um, but also if you fundamentally don't have respect for us and our profession we probably don't want to deal with you um, because we have a lot of respect for our lawyers and our people, and we don't want to put them in situations where they're not being treated well. Um, and, and that's important to us. So I think you, you have to, in some ways, as you said, how do you have that quality assurance? How do you have that onboarding? How do you maintain both quality and culture if, if you're not um, being really strategic and, and mindful about your growth? And culture nowadays is more and more important than I think ever before. It is something that people are asking about what's the culture of your environment, whether they're trying to um, work with you or whether they want to work for you. So it, it is really important nowadays. Uh, on that, is there a project or something different that you've accomplished this year that you're most proud of? Oh, great question. Greg, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd mentioned it uh, previously, Christine, but I think it's really our partnership with CNIB. And uh, it's interesting because I think we all talk about, again, equity, diversity, and inclusion, and we have a perspective, again, around what that means. But I think, sadly, you know, societally, we, we miss, you know, the folks that, that have got challenges, whether they're, you know, vision, sight, uh, sorry, uh, hearing, you know, et cetera. So uh, it's, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things I do a fair amount of time, uh, you know, volunteering and mentoring right down to uh, the grade school kids. And 
remember I did a session with them about four or five months ago on a Saturday afternoon for three or four hours. And, you know, they were also thankful for me taking part and, you know, whatever value I was, I was able to offer. But it was one of those where, you know, I got so much more back from participating because I just, I was so impressed with what these young, you know, people that uh, are blind or have, you know, real vision challenges are accomplishing and what their goals and objectives are. So um, I, I think that's probably what I'm most proud of is, is our work with CNIB. We've, uh, we've got several sessions coming up with them. We work with their entrepreneurs. We've got um, uh, a sighted uh, lawyer that uh, works with us now and we're talking with another paralegal and uh, yeah, that's been exciting. Sorry, let me just uh, ask Greg, uh, how did you, how did you start working with CNIB? Like how, uh, where did that connection start? Uh, it was through one of our, uh, one of the incubators that we work with and, uh, you know, talking with one of the, the co-founders and uh, executives there. And, and again, talking about our, our uh, commitment to diversity and inclusion. And again, we'd always been kind of talking about one component of that. And he's like, well, hang on, you know, and he had worked at, at IBM for a number of years with, uh, Wayne Henshaw, who runs the uh, Come to Work uh, program for CNIB. So he's like, hey, you know, based on your values and what you're doing, you've got to talk to Wayne. And uh, I think from the first time, Christine, that we talked to Wayne, we were very excited with the program and what they were doing and uh, thought it was a good fix. Well, and, and interestingly enough, that's what we knew. But what we didn't know is one of our longtime clients, one of our very first clients, um, Sable Tech Labs, who works to create um, accessible e-commerce and websites. Um, and they work with a lot of great companies in, in uh, North America. Um, because normally to do that, right, the, the tech folks get a team of perfectly sighted, perfectly able-bodied people and create you know, accommodations and are like, there we go. And so, you know, Fable kind of said, well, wait a minute, you know, they've got a community of um, different abled people and whether even cognitively, people suffering from dementia to sight to, to hearing and they have them test. So they're testers. So, so they um, test and then they say, you know what, this doesn't actually work for us or this works if you have no sight, but not if you have partial sight. But anyway, unbeknownst to us, Fable had also reached out their big partners with CNIB um, and a lot of their community members come from there and, and they had put a bug in Wayne's ear at CNIB, C, or CNIB, sorry, and said, uh, and said you know, these, these are people you should, you should probably uh, connect with who could help the community. Awesome, that's great. Christine, there was something that you said to me that actually stuck with me. This is um, a conversation we had before. And it was to the fact that working with um, people with um, who have lost their sight, and then you realize even as a lawyer or any, any challenge that they've had, how hard that they have had to work to get to where they are. So it's a totally different respect because you know things don't come to them the same way. So if you've managed to become a lawyer, you've managed to become whatever. You, you said that before and I thought, yeah, that's a, what a great statement. And, and you know, Kelly and Greg and I have said this so many times. I mean, I would think is hiring someone, you know, hiring an articling student, let's say, or a lawyer, and, and you've got, 
you know, a couple of totally able-bodied, you know, people from middle class that, that haven't, that you see on the surface, haven't, you know, had to struggle for much. And then you've got someone who's had to work so much harder, who's had so many more barriers put in front of them. Uh, how are they not, you know, the one that always rises to the top? And I guess that's where, and I'm sure it's not just in my profession. I don't mean to be overly negative, but it's the only profession I work with and, and within and no. Um, it, and, and yet that's not the case. And in fact, very, very often they're at the bottom. And I don't understand that. And, and the comments that are made to them, um, and not just them, as we said, to, to, to women who've had kids, to internationally trained lawyers, to people whose English is their second language. You know, I mean, they, they come to Canada, they, they go to law school here, they write their bar ads here. And because they have an accent, they go to interviews and they're asked things like, well, you know, can, can you write English? I'm like, well, how do you think they pass the Ontario bar exams if they can't write English? Like it's, it's just, and, and you know, they're being asked that because they have an accent or because they were born someplace else. And, and there's just so much of that. And again, I know it's the world today, um, but enough, right? It's, it's, it's 2021 and enough. Um, let's, let's stop that. Let's change that. Um, let's recognize people for the skills that they have and who they are as people. Um, and instead of placing values on archaic criteria that really do not relate to intelligence whatsoever. Nice. Now you guys both mentioned world domination and the legal field. <laughs> what is the three to five year vision uh, for lawyers in house.com? <laughs> That's it, global domination. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it, it very much is to um, keep growing in Canada first and foremost. Um, you know, this is our home. This is where our, our network is. And, and we're obviously very, very proud Canadians. Um, and I think there's a big market for it here. But it really is to take the model and replicate it um, globally. Uh, for us being a regulated industry, um, it's easiest for us to replicate in other common law jurisdictions. Um, like England, like Australia, like New Zealand. Um, so places like that. There's a lot of work with Europe. I mean, that's the amazing thing about the world today. And Greg has seen so much of it. And Greg, maybe you can speak to it. When you're in a startup and there could be three of you, there could be five of you, but you've created this, let's say, AI solution that, you know, ABB wants, right? So you're, you're a company of three selling to one of the largest companies in the world based in Switzerland. So it is important, I think, to have that global presence and reach. So even if it's just to help your companies and clients here at home to say, okay, well, this is going to be governed by Swiss law. Well, what the heck does that mean? Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, so why not have somebody that you can say, oh, we've got somebody that can take a look at that. And you look at all the privacy legislation, GDPR, making sure that you're compliant. Our EU lawyers are the ones who look at and interpret and draft um, our data processing addendums and all the GDPR regulations. So it isn't, not that there's very, very knowledgeable um, Canadian lawyers on, on European privacy, but what's better than a European lawyer to tell you how things go. So it really is to continue to grow um, strategically and smartly and to continue to grow in those other jurisdictions 
um, so we can best service our clients and best service clients globally. It's a global marketplace and, and we want to be a part of that. And I think that's a little bit unique um, as well in the legal field um, because they there's lots of, you know, kind of, there's a couple of truly international firms, um, but it's pretty rare. And you'd be surprised with even some of the largest firms in Canada. We've had clients who, you know, try to also do business just in the U.S., and haven't been able to find the assistance that they need. Um, so, so it's rare in our industry. So I think there's a real opportunity to improve upon that. Greg, did you want to add to that? I, mean, I think uh, that was a great synopsis, Christine. I think, as you said, I mean, we certainly got our, our growth projections, uh, Ryan. I think it's really across that chasm. You know, we're a two and a half year old company. So, you know, now with almost 20 lawyers and, and a, well over 100 clients. So, uh, I think it's moving from really being a startup to a scale up, right? So maturing our operations, our, our sales and marketing, as I said, most of, we've been very fortunate because most of our, our lawyers and, and clients have come through reference and referral. But, um, you know, if we want to continue to grow and scale, then I think we have to uh, get a little bit more sophisticated in those areas. And that's really where my focus is. Uh, like I said, we want to grow responsibly, but we want to grow from a jurisdiction standpoint, you know, Eastern Canada to, you know, Newfoundland to uh, British Columbia, different areas of law and practice. And, uh, and yeah, really be able to facilitate and assist uh, more companies. That's our, our goal and mantra. I'm laughing at what you said, Greg, because it's like, you know, <laughs> we've, we've grown organically, but other companies do things, you know, like market. <laughs> so maybe one day we'll do that too and be a grown-up company <laughs> and then see how growth goes <laughs> well uh, we've, it, we've been fortunate because uh, you know the the challenge is as much uh supply as it is demand so you know it's it's having that right level of growth so that we can you know we've got the right number of lawyers in the right areas and so on so yeah, we've been we've been fortunate. There's been a lot of demand, so it's growing the team and uh, and growing the client base. It, it is very exciting, though, to see what you've done in two and a half years. And so you have to give yourselves a, a great pat on the back for that as well. That's uh, exciting, and and all the best to global domination too. So. <laughs> well. <laughs> I appreciate that, Kelly, because it's been, you know, I've been in the background for a lot of it and watching Christine, you know, print her first business card and, and wonder, you know, is this something that's going to work? And, you know, how is this going to be uh, perceived by the market and to watch the growth over the last couple of years and Christine sat on a panel um, with three GCs, I think about six months ago and from three of the largest companies in Canada. And that to me was really a validation. You know, when you think two years ago, we were, you know, really an unknown uh, brand. And I think we had some challenges registering, registering our name and so on. Won't get into that with the Law Society. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I've been very proud to, to watch the growth initially and, and to be part of it over the last year. Awesome. And, well, sorry, I was I was just <laughs> going to say another part that we're excited about Um is those kinds of, of speaking opportunities. We speak, we do a lot of conferences and not just, um, you know, to entrepreneurs to give legal content. We do a lot of speaking and workshops in the legal industry um, to try to bring that thought leadership. 
um, to do, you know, I've done fireside chats on imposter syndrome. Um, you know, how are we coping? How are we breaking through? Like, how are we dealing with our insecurities? How are we balancing life and work and, and mental health and all of those issues that, that are coming in? And, you know, how do we be leaders in our companies, um, you know, and not just lawyers? How do you move from being a lawyer to a leader, to an executive in a company? And then uh, we've done a fair number on um, equality and inclusion, because again, um, we just have so much more in it. And, and what I'm hoping we're doing is, is making people think and challenging them um, to do better and to look at themselves and whether they're at a firm or at their company and, and, and you know, what, just, what choices are you making? Do you complain about how the big law firms, you know, are not diverse, but then is that your go-to choice and who you hire and who you give your money to? So why is that? Um, so, you know, I just wanted to add that that's a, a big part of what we like to do is, is try to get out there and make our voices heard and, and uh, you know, rally some forces behind the, the, the change. No, it's good, too, because you took a vision that wasn't really out there and you just took that leap, kind of jumped off the cliff to see, OK, how, how is this going to all work out? So from that perspective, it is really good to see where you're going, what you're accomplishing. So it, well, it is, it is good. <laughs> well, Greg's, Greg was a smart lemming or with lemurs because he, whatever flies off, like he had a pack on it. He just floated down. <laughs> His leap of faith, he was like, well, I'll jump, yeah. but I'm going to survive the jump. So <laughs> it's, I have to say the amount of, um, I, I am eternally surprised <laughs> and grateful um, at, at what has happened to date and, and, and hopeful about, about where it can go. But, um, you know, I, like when I look at our team and, and the people that we have, I mean, I, I don't know how we got so lucky and, and same with our clients. We just have fantastic clients and, and uh, we're just really proud and, and really, really grateful for what's happened. I, and I'll give you guys both this, like Greg, when we first met, there's some like there's something about you two that is, I'm not, I can't even put it to words. It's very just calm, soothing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's super positive. But you guys are able to get people to gravitate towards you, and it's not like I don't know what it is, but like Greg conversation when we had our first conversation, we started talking about it's connections. We started talking about Wasaga Beach. Started talking about. Rosso and it just ball just kept rolling the gift just kept on giving and it was just so you know I think it's also you the way you guys conduct yourselves your business and so you know you guys have um, hey we're proud of you guys are TechConnect members very proud to be associated with you and uh, your su success so um, I don't know moving on to the next question <laughs> Thank you. Was that one question? Has this all been one question? <laughs> well, the only the only I'll say, Ryan, is that, you know, first off, thanks very much. But you know, a lot of that goes back to our roots, right? You know, and I grew up in a town of 250 people in a family business. And uh, you know, I think we just bring that approach and mentality. And and you're right, it is. We're very proud of that. Again, I think of a opportunity we just won with a scaling company and and they'd actually looked at six or seven different firms. And uh was on with Mahip and, and he said, you know, the reason we're choosing you is we felt that connection. You know, we want to work with a partner. And uh, and that was very gratifying, you know, to uh, to get that type of feedback because, 
it's that's really what, what we're trying to do. And uh, and more important is a follow through, you know, in, in validating that. But uh, thanks for that recognition. And uh, it is something we're very proud of. I appreciate that. Don't change a bit. <laughs> Al, go ahead. Um, okay, so then kind of going on that on that theme and we're and we're shifting direction here. So you've been a member of TechNX. I think it's coming up to a year now. How has being a member of TechNX benefited you? Well, the first thing I want to say is like your group calls are the most fun of any organization. <laughs> and and we're kind of out for fun. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's not that there's not value, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's a really engaged community where um, people really participate and show up. And you don't always get that. In fact, I think that's that's pretty rare. I mean, sometimes you can get, oh, that's a topic I'm interested in, so I'll join and maybe I have some questions. Um, but my sense of things is just, you know, everything I join and participate in, you know, people are there and 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 they are all in and they are excited about being a part of this community and what you bring, you both, you know, bring to the community. I mean, you are both very personal, very authentic. Uh, people who connect and and have built a great community. So you, I mean, so there is, it, it's, it's the same thing where it's, here's great content, here's great thought leadership, um, here's some support and guidance, but you know what? Like it's a great group of people. It is a real community um, that that is just quite frankly, a pleasure to be a part of. Thank you for that. Thank, yeah, thank you. We appreciate that, especially if people are going to take an hour out of their day to, to spend. Um, you want value, you want something worthwhile, and you want to be able to walk away with something, some sort of nugget that day. So we do appreciate that. Well, and in truth, when we, we started to do some socials, we did a, a summer social and an end of summer social, and they're, they're literally socials. You have to come with a beverage doesn't have to be alcoholic if you don't drink alcoholic beverages if you do then it has to be an alcoholic beverage <laughs> and it's you know it's no at the time it was no political talk it's no covid talk it's no business talk it's not a business development pitch it's like let's connect as humans and chat and we always we, we've been talking about summer vacations and funny stories from vacations and we do breakout rooms and then we come back together and and it's we've had so much fun and we had great feedback from it but one of the things when Greg and I were talking about it is we we talked about how fun some of your car calls are and the games that you played and the questions that are asked um so it was really a model to us on hey let's make it fun um, because nobody needs another Zoom call just to have another Zoom call in their schedule, but to feel like they're actually connecting or being heard, or as you said, Kelly, taking a nugget away, I think that's where the real value is. Thanks. And no, it is, it is great, great because we think that you can still make those business connections without always having to talk about business. Yeah. So yeah, quite frankly, I think that's the more important baseline, right? And, and it is. And if I think of the call we had, I guess it was last week or the week before, you know, the social call. First off, like you said, you're busy and you're like, oh, an hour. And then you're like, hey, you know, this is going to be fun. And 
I mean, it's amazing the responsiveness because I was chatting with someone and there's never enough time in the breakout room to come back. And we both, I think, messaged Ryan at the same time. We're like, hey, we'd like to connect. And immediately there's an, an email in our inbox connecting the two of us. And we've had some good conversations. So meeting folks like Prasad and, and Brian and I mean, Brian's post about us this week was really, uh, you know, and we've only had a couple of conversations with it was really kind and uh, and that's the type of community we want to be part of and i think that's what you both uh foster through the tech connects brand so it's been a wonderful experience and uh we look forward to uh, long-term membership awesome appreciate Thank you both you. um final serious question how have you both been able to you know keep a sane work-life balance Well, in full disclosure, I would say I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. And, and, you know, we've talked a bit about it. It's been a bit better recently. Um, but I was really, and any entrepreneur knows this, like there's, there's no deadline. There's no end to work. There's no, I've finished my checklist. There's always more you can be doing always, always, always. And, and I was up, you know, 3am, 4am. I think there was a night or two I worked all night. And, um, and again, not out of a grueling, I'm back at a law firm way out of passion and excitement. Um, and there's nobody there to sort of, not that you want your excitement, you know, to be reined in. Um, but you do have to, it's, I find it very, very hard to rein that in. And, and it, at one point, I think it was Greg who said to me, he's like, we're creating a whole company based on balance and flexibility and we have none. <laughs> and, and, and it's, and it's true. Um, so it has been more of a, um, a, determined, thoughtful uh, approach to say, okay, yes, there's more that I could be doing, but let's take a bit of time. And even if it's just an hour here and there, right, to, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe go play tennis with my son or whatever, you know, just something where you break away or, or you get a bit of a balance. Um, but I can honestly say it's been a struggle. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, it's always uh, hard for the founder. I mean, it really is there, you know. Yes, the really uh, tanned CEO. <laughs> they're, they're a baby, if you would. So, I mean, for me personally, I've blocked Christine's uh, calendar. I've set up some tennis for her some mornings and said, you know, you need to get out and enjoy. You live in Muskoka. That's what you're you're here for and uh, enjoy the summer. So, yeah, for me, I mean, I've, I've worked 80 or 100 hour work weeks at large corporations and uh, I guess part of it's probably my age. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the I think the best thing, though, with working with Christine is a flexibility. You know, I am more of a night person and I don't mind working at 11 or 12 at night. That's that's, you know, a good time for me to work and then take a couple hours the next morning, go play tennis. You know, so it, it is a flexible work environment. You know, I'm not punching a clock. It's uh you know, we all know what we need to do and, and we work towards that. And that's really what we try with our lawyers as well. Um, you know, sometimes they, you know, especially on the corporate side, if they're doing a raise or, uh, you know, something that's a really intense fixed period, uh, you know, we check in with them and, and still, you know, hope outside of that, take some time off, spend some time with the kids. Um, you know, we have a call every three weeks and, and that's the majority. We give some updates, but 
it's really just a social call and, and touching base. And Christine will often ask, you know, how, how is everyone? And I do kind of uh, monthly or bi-monthly calls with the team just to ask how they're doing, get any feedback and uh, staying in touch because ironically, you know, I think out of the 20 folks on the team, I probably only met a couple, you know, live. So it's, it's important in this virtual world where, you know, the only calls you have are, you know, talking about clients and, and legal challenges to take a bit of time, ask how the kids are and, and ask how people are doing and, and what we can do to help support. And again, the last thing I'll say, one of the more gratifying things, it's funny because Christine, like a good Canadian will often apologize. Well, I'm sorry this you know process isn't fully baked. I'm sorry we're not doing this. And people, you know, so often the lawyers are like, hey, you know, no, you don't need to apologize. We think what you're doing is incredible. We don't know how you manage it all. Um, so again, it's getting that positive feedback, but taking care of the team and, uh, yeah, I try and take care of the CEO as much as possible. <laughs> good, good for you. And it is important, you know, to try to block that, that time in your calendar and, you know, Christine, you're being honest. I don't think everybody has a perfect work-life balance. So, you know, you didn't sugarcoat it, which is great. Yeah. yeah if anyone has tips for me on that point, <laughs> Feel free to post my email. <laughs> and the other thing we're sensitive to, Kelly, is that, uh, I mean, it's been a tough, you know, 18 months, right? And, you know, as someone that's been in a war zone said, you know, you know, folks come out of that with PTSD. It's just a what level. And I think everyone's had mental health challenges. And, and sadly, it's been exacerbated by so many of us have had, you know, crazy experiences this year with illness and death and so on that, uh, it really has been a difficult 18 months. So it's, it's trying to uh, just make sure, you know, we're very serious and passionate about what we do, but that, that people are in tune with their mental health, their physical health and their, and their family health. So it's again, something that we take pride in and, uh, and hopefully again, can, can change the, the legal landscape so that it is a little bit more EQ balanced as, as well as IQ, I suppose. Nice. Well, that, uh, that's our portion of the intellectual questions uh, for this afternoon. Yeah. What's our score? How did we score on the intellectual uh, level? The test results will be provided at the end of this interview. Shockingly low is my guess. <laughs> well, it, you know, and I, I appreciate it because, you know, like you two, Kelly and I, this is like, we're, this is a 39-year-old organization and you're looking at, <laughs> the brains of the operation we understand that hours don't always it's not an eight to four uh three to eleven whatever you you got to do what you got to do to make things work but i guess the the good thing about being an entrepreneur is that you got nobody looking over your back you're you're the boss so no no heavies are breathing down on you to get stuff done so it's i know it's a different pressure and you got to do what you got to do to make it work but uh you know kudos to you both yeah we we completely understand <laughs> the <laughs> workload and all that stuff. Um, let's, let's have a little bit of fun because we're, we're known for having a little bit of fun uh, with our questions and interviews and our online events. So Kelly, take okay, it away. So what this is, is, is rapid fire. However, we're learning, everybody has a little bit of an explanation to all of their questions. So we're going to give you kind of an either an or situation, answer them, and we can go back and forth. So maybe we'll do Christine and then, and then Greg. So coffee or tea? Lawyers don't do well with either or. <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of situational fact 
factors that go into either. But that I can say probably neither, but if I have to pick tea. Okay, Greg. Uh, like Christine, neither, but uh, I do have iced tea occasionally. Okay. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Salty. <laughs> okay. Oh, human personality too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're self-declaring our personality. <laughs> These aren't the intellectual questions, are they, Ryan? Is this deeper? Is this deeper? Do we need to think about them? Is that why it's rather? Oh, I, I pulled these off of eHarmony this time. <laughs> and don't worry, we just take them out of context, and then as you write, <laughs> you know, we kind of what's your personality? Greg, salty. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg's a red and Christine's a green, so we're, we're good. Okay, uh, do you have a favorite movie? Oh. Um, or maybe a television series. I would say for me, it's Tombstone. Oh, yes. classic. For me, it would not be Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> So whatever kind of comes up, right? You're you're good with that. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Um, favorite book or author? Oh, <laughs> you're and gonna... Paula. I'll jump on that. I'm not a, as big a reader as Christine, so I'll give her a second to think. For me, it would be Ken Follett. Oh, for me, I'll give you like top five. Um, I would say. Um, Terry Fallis is an awesome Canadian writer, um, and uh, Santa Montefiore is an amazing uh, British writer. Uh, Kate Quinn for talking, writing historical books uh, for things that women did in the World War II that is just amazing because they all end up being true. Um, cool. And um, I would say Ken Follett, and then I'd have to say my all-time favorite is Frederick Backman who's a Swedish author. Um, and if anyone hasn't read Bear Town and Us Against Them, um, go and get them right now. He's the only author I've ever known that on the very same page, I will laugh out loud and cry. Okay, great suggestion. I like to read, so I'll have to <laughs> check those out. <laughs> um, okay, campfire or fireplace? <laughs> campfire. What's the weather and how bad are the bogs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm with you there. <laughs> I know what Greg's gonna say to this, this next question. Canoe or powerboat or, or anything that's, I guess, gas powered that flies across water. Powerboat. It's a tough one. But I would say powerboat. Oh, I see. I thought I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be powerboat for Greg and a nice soothing canoe ride for Christine. Oh, my canoe rides are very soothing, Ryan. <laughs> only one person in the canoe paddles, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's you with your grapes and your wine or something, right? <laughs> so I could say canoe. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, do either of you have a guilty pleasure? Um, I guess for me, it would probably be like sweets and chocolate. 
like I have like a little I have a cupboard like with several and it's just I just need like a bite like here and there um and yeah so I guess that would be it for me yeah. I think I guess I would have to say beer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How honest do we have to be in this poll? Is it? Uh... <laughs> we're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. Um, another group they'd like to connect you with, Greg. After this, <laughs> it's a twelve-step program there. <laughs> You'll, they're really fun too. <laughs> Hurry up! It's three o'clock, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Happy hour is just around the corner. Um, <laughs> I thought about this and maybe there's a chance encounter of this, um, you know, favorite, have you ever had a, like a celebrity encounter? And if you have, do you have a memorable one? Greg, do you, if you do, you go first. Uh, that's a, you know, I've been fortunate, especially in the corporate world, you know, I've played golf with Gary player and I've, you know, been uh, able to meet a, a fair amount of folks. Um, but I would say probably uh, Daryl Sittler, uh, huge Leaf fan, one of the nicest, uh, most genuine people you'll ever meet. And uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting a number of times, and I'm sure he meets thousands of people. And yet, I think probably our second or third time, he remembered my name and, uh, you know, we had a really nice conversation. So yeah, I'd probably say uh, Daryl Sittler. Very cool. I haven't, I guess I haven't really had any encounters. So the closest thing that I would say, if you could count an encounter being like me and 50 other people in the room um, would be when I had it, it was an intimate talk with Tony Blair on one of the trips he came to Canada. Um, and cool. I, have, I have to say he was super engaging and funny. Um, like that British, uh, British wit. So um, not that that was an encounter particularly with me, but that's the closest I've got right now. One in one in 50, but I'll work on that for next year's uh, spotlight. <laughs> nice, nice. Perfect. Um, do you have a bucket list item? Probably several. I mean, probably several that, you know, I think um, like living in other places uh, around the world um, uh, is probably one of the biggest for me. Well, I, I was gonna say when you have conquer your global um, domination there, that allows you that opportunity. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to see the Himalayas. So the Himalayas would probably be my bucket list item. Nice. Perfect. Yes, most people are like, oh, jumping out of an airplane and <laughs> so 20 years ago um final final uh, wrap-up question uh you know because i know you guys do travel and uh you, your love of water but more importantly you prefer fresh water or salt water um, if we're swimming if i'm swimming fresh water yeah, it's a tough one, Ryan, because uh, that would be a legal question, as Christine would say, because I prefer fresh water for swimming, but I've had many more amazing encounters in salt water. You know, when you're skin diving in the Red Sea or, you know, free, uh, free diving with the humpbacks in uh, French Polynesia. So 
I prefer swimming in, in fresh water, but I've had many more incredible experiences uh, in salt water. I've yet to find a humpback in our lake here in Muskoka. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> that is one of the nice things about freshwater too, Kelly, is that you don't have to worry about what's in the lake in Muskoka versus, you know, when you're in South Africa, Australia, and it's like, oh, it's a beautiful beach and everything looks incredible, but don't put a, a toe in the water because box jellyfish or sharks or whatever are waiting for you, right? So, yeah, yeah there, there might be some advantages to that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, with that, um, that's the end of our uh, Q&A, our membership spotlight uh, with lawyersandhealth.com. Both of you did phenomenal. A pluses as usual. You guys are uh, outstanding students. And um, we, 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 we truly appreciate you. Kelly and I really do appreciate you. And uh, the fact you guys have been, you've jumped on board since we first met. And uh, we wish you nothing but amazing success uh, for the rest of this year going into 2022. And, um, you know, lean on us for anything that you need us to, to help you with, because we at TechNex, we work for you. And um, is there, a, is there, I guess, maybe the last question, or is there, is there anything particular that's uh, important that's coming up with Lawyers in House? Any speaking engagements, uh, any white papers, or anything else that people should know about uh, that's coming up for you guys? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I mean, we've got... Yeah, I, I didn't know, Christine, if you want to speak to the um, the in-house forum that uh, that we're sponsoring. Maybe you want to speak to that, I guess. Yeah, we are. Um, we're working with a partner to put together um, a, a little series um, focused on in-house legal departments. Um, and one, one of the programs will be for small uh, in-house departments, maybe of one or a couple of people, because often their needs aren't addressed and, um, or spoken to. Um, and then the other one will be for large departments. So people from BMO, maybe from, from Walmart, um, some other folks. Um, uh, we've got that. And then um, I don't know how interesting this is to anybody else, but um, I'm also um, have been asked to create um, the inaugural, inaugural, can you edit that out and have it said properly? <laughs> inaugural. Um, the day drinking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just do a voiceover at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> session of um, um, what an organization in Canada called uh, Women General Councils of Canada, and they've created a general council university. Um, and it's just being launched this fall, uh, the very first cohort. And they had asked me to participate and talk a little bit about being a trailblazer, about breaking through imposter syndrome, you know, how to be a visionary leader. Um, and then they asked me actually to teach and lead um the first the first session so um that's coming up on saturday so i'm just really really honored and, and proud to be a part of that i don't know how interesting that is for anybody outside the legal department but i'm just sharing <laughs> that's amazing thank you so much so with that we thank you so much and uh we really do appreciate uh, your time this afternoon and uh, once again um uh, Anybody who's listening today, uh, we are with uh, Christine Holmes and Greg Swift of lawyersinhouse.com. So thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Kelly, a pleasure. <laughs>